0: hello everyone welcome back to marvelous movie mondays sorry for the star wars set uh it's still owned by disney uh it's just i am too lazy right now to change everything over um while in the midst of doing a million different things including trying to keep this podcast alive kelsey how are you doing
1: (laughs) i'm good i didn't realize we were hanging by a thread dill
0: i am hanging by a thread not not like not my life like i i am very you know mentally sane but or uh, healthy I, I feel um okay you know, it could change any minute but um just no just overload busyness working and all that shit it's, it's just a lot um yeah just p- bouncing yeah. back and forth to the city to jersey city to jersey because also i moved into a new place it's still not set yet so I'm, that's why i'm doing the show here because mm. i do not have the means to do it there yet um but kelsey's all moved in and she's got a great looking set there. some great lights nice shelf uh very happy that she's found her her home um thank you Me so too. Speaking of home and family, I guess this is a good segue to today's topic. And that is because uh, we don't have Miss Marvel for another week. We will have that next week for you. And we also don't have anything else to talk about. So we were like, let's talk about some older Marvel movies. This is a Marvel podcast, not an MCU podcast. So we are like, yeah, let's talk about the Fantastic Four movies. Because there may or may not be an appearance from one of them in um, a a movie that might be in theaters right now. Um, Maybe. I I said maybe. I I didn't confirm nor deny. Who knows? Um,
1: Elizabeth Olsen so, never met him, so who knows? Yeah,
0: true. Oh, uh, Kelsey's giving away even more details. Uh, no, but in, in honor of a specific just occurrence, uh, whether it be on screen or not, we said, let's look at the Fantastic Four movies. Not just the original from 2005, not just the sequel, but also the 2015 film, um, also called Fan Four Stick. Um, well, branded as fan stick and I have a fun story to tell. I, the thing is, with Fantastic Four 2015, I have less to say about the actual movie and more about just, like, my experience with it, so I can't okay. wait to talk about it, But but let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start, as Maria Von Trapp would say. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with Fantastic Four 2005. Uh, the, the most, I, I I think it's the high, highest rated of all the three on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which may or may not be saying something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the Tim Story film from 2005. Uh, Kelsey, did you write any synopsis for these or just kind of general thoughts?
1: No, I did write a synopsis.
0: Great. Take would it I'd like away, to Kelsey, hear it. Tell us. Yeah, I'd love to hear it.
1: Oh, awesome. Good. I'm glad. If you didn't, I probably would have said it anyway. Okay, okay, so Fantastic Four came out in 2005, directed by Tim Story. And here's my synopsis. While on a mission in space, a storm alters the DNA of four astronauts, changing their lives for better or for worse. You decide. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and that's the basic premise for uh you know uh, the, all the fantastic four comics films uh you know supposedly what we're getting in the future yeah it's it's a team up for great superheroes or great by my i, I think they're great in design I, I think it's a fun batch you know you have your strength you have your you know flexibility you have someone who can be invisible but also like shoot these little force field thingies and you got someone who sets on fire It's a it's a very eclectic bunch Mm -hmm. um and many people have said that the incredibles is the best fantastic four film ever made um because (laughs) it kind of it kind of takes a similar template you have the stretchy one you have the strong one you have the little baby you can catch on fire you have the invisible girl except they also add a guy who's really fast so it's even better and Mm -hmm. maybe uh we should do fantastic fives from now on because uh these three movies flopped um this one not a flop financially uh it was a commercial success but it was still considered a flop uh critically um but Kelsey you have not seen any of these films this is one I've seen Mm -hmm. I've seen the 2015 film I haven't seen rise of the silver server so we're both fresh to that but as a first-time viewer you know we're not going to spend all the time breaking down these scenes beat by beat by beat because you know people have seen these movies for a while now but like give give your general thoughts if you have any segues to certain aspects of the film we want to talk about we're going to keep it very lax and casual today because also it is tired and we're filming this late (laughs) um and and Kelsey spent the whole like last few hours watching two of these back to back so like yeah yeah um but what are your thoughts on this og one you know you, fantastic you got, yeah yeah.
1: fantastic four is definitely fresh on the brain for me right now i literally <laughs> just finished the last one the 2015 version mm. 10 minutes ago right. so um you know i went into this i didn't really know much about the fantastic four deal i didn't know their origin story i didn't know how they came about i mm. i really didn't know much at all i knew that chris evans was johnny storm and jessica alba was sue storm and that's about it wow okay cool yeah so um you know i really enjoyed this movie i really enjoyed the 20 2005's fantastic four because i think that it was like first of all chris evans wow man i think (laughs) these movies i'm dead ass right now i think they're the his best work like really he was he was so enjoyable for me in both mm. these movies and maybe it's because everything else kind of fell a little flat that he was just a standout
0: yeah but
1: he, he like seriously stole yeah. the show well, let's, for
0: me. L- let's talk about the casting first because i think that's a good place to start um yeah. Now I, I've looked up the pronunciation of his name. I'm so uh, sorry if I pronounce this uh, wrong, but, uh, Yoan Yoan Griffith, uh, is, is his name. Uh, Reed Richards. Uh, let, let's just yes. call him Reed because that was the best I could do. Uh, you know, he, he's okay. a familiar face. He's, he's in Titanic. He, he has a few scenes in Titanic, but like, this was like his big, uh, main starring role. Um, mm. And, and then we have Jessica Alba, of course, as Sue Storm. Chris Evans is her brother, Johnny Storm, and Michael Chiklis as Ben Grimm. That's your that's your big four. Um, you, you said Chris Evans was a standout. I, I do agree. I think his performance is, is probably the standout for sure. Um, I, I do think the character itself, and we'll get into the characters later, but like I think he probably has the least to do in this movie. Like he's always mm-hmm. it always feels like the dramas around Reed and Sue or Ben, but mm-hmm. not really Johnny ever. And they kind of give mm-hmm. him some forced plots throughout, but like he always feels like the four of the four you know what i mean like Like an afterthought you mean not even an afterthought but always like like serve he's a very supportive character rather than the lead uh and and that's where i think he shines um and and i do agree i think he's very very good and charismatic um I think Michael Chiklis also has a good, uh, good grasp on his character. I mean, he's acting through all that makeup too, and you still can like, yes. feel all the emotions from him too. Um, yeah, for sure. and then the other two. I, I think what's interesting about um, Yo and Gruffold is that, like, I, I do think his lines are the most um, cringy uh, across the series, just because it's like he delivers a lot of the exposition, and he's a scientist who's like, "Oh, we got to do this, we got to do that." Some of the mm-hmm. line deliveries come across weird, but I think he he fits the role well. And then we got Jessica Alba, who was not very uh, uh, much of an actress when she was this role. She was more cast because she was a pretty face. Um, do you sure. think? Do you think? Because I th- I think she's a weak link, and not because you know she's you know less experienced or or because she's a woman or anything like that. Like I, I just think her lines of dialogue are the heart her and and reed's dialogue lines are probably the hardest to like get right because johnny you just kind of have to have a little fun be the bad boy kind of easy the thing Mm -hmm. you have the most like actual like emotional material for but these two characters reed and sue i think have the hardest job because of the writing um Mm -hmm. and and i just something about jessica alba's performance just never really clicked with me Mm. Um and and I don't know that and and I hope she's not listening but but um, <laughs> what, what are your, what are your thoughts on these four their performances I gave like my blanket thoughts but like like these yeah. four do you think I think they're for the most part well cast it's just do you think they actually give good performances
1: You know it's funny that you say that about Jessica Alba because you know I noticed that in the second film I think she says something I hold on I wrote it down Yeah at some point okay so there's they they do the bit kind of I think multiple times in the first movie and then they do like a callback to it in the second movie where Mm -hmm. because she gets invisible but you can still see all her clothes she has to take all of her clothes off and essentially get naked in public and in the second movie she has some throw throwaway line about like oh like why does this always happen to me and i'm like well that's because you're jessica alba my girl, and yeah. obviously, like, you're the one that you know, audiences who are probably you know, mainly male are gonna want to be seen, you know, like, oh, she has to take off her bra in public so she can be invisible woman, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, and I feel like that's the main reason why she was the weak link for you, dill Oh, yeah, honestly,
0: because if- I think the directors and the writers kind of used her like you said as as like almost more of a an object which i, I hate to talk yeah. about but but early 2000s no, but a lot of the time women in, in action movies yeah were are like that you know she was there to be the pretty eyepiece where the rest of the characters are kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting um yeah. and i did make a mistake she did act in television before this so she was not new uh, she actually got mm. a golden globe nomination for dark angel which was a series she was on but um mm. but in terms of films this was like her second film or whatever so like she's still you know obviously growing to be a great actress and i think she has done great stuff especially later on her career but um yeah i I just don't think this particular role served her well especially because Mm -hmm. like you said the others are doing so well like chris evans is really putting in 110 he i think understands the spirit of this type of movie the most like in terms Mm -hmm. of like it it is a comic book movie, and I think a lot of the dialogue is very cringy and 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 cheesy. But I think sure. when the actors know that and they really lean into that, it works. You know, like it works. The campiness. I think it's when they try to take it too seriously. It, it's really jarring. Um, and I think Chris Evans knows just how to tip that balance perfectly of like, let's give you the the cheesiness and the campiness and make it feel like a comic book movie, but also like still give a good performance and, and try to make some reality out of it while, while not getting overly serious, which I think just Johnny in general has the ability to be a little bit more comedic than dramatic, which really helps, you know?
1: Yeah. And I definitely think that like You know, I don't fault Jessica Alba for being, like, the quote-unquote weak link. Like, I just fault the writing and the fact that, like, it was like, okay, okay, he's the smart one, he's the strong one, he's the womanizer, and she's the girl. Like, you know, that's how it just kind of felt. Like, how it was written Mm -hmm. and how it was you know portrayed in and all that but yeah
0: and especially in like the Incredibles like the women are like the most well-rounded uh, in, mm-hmm. in terms of characterization like Elastigirl and, and Violet they have so much in their stories so like it's capable you, you can do a story uh, and we've seen many women superheroes like you can handle those stories very well even in a team Um, and, and, I, and I think that's the kind of the shortcoming of the casting and, and just not the casting but the performances because I think she has the hardest material to work with which kind of segues us to the writing itself but um, yeah yeah and we could talk a little bit just like about the story in general and, and what we thought of it because it is an origin story um, mm-hmm. kind of you know blanket it's an origin story you know you kind of have to uh, set it up but but I like how you know they kind of set up these different relationships um, you know where their their pasts you know kind of connect and like who has an estranged past who's still like close today um, but I think the strength of the story Uh, or the strength of the film is not in the story. It's more in the, um, you know, these characters and enjoying seeing them Mm -hmm. on the big screen as a unit for the first time, Mm -hmm. really, Um, in a big studio, Fantastic Four film. I think that's where the charm comes. And I think the action is well done. I I don't think the effects are really that, great anymore but i think the action itself is creative it, it does feel like a comic book movie it, it's colorful and i think it succeeds in that regard a lot um and, and those are like my biggest positives is the way it looks it, it feels fresh it feels alive it feels like there was actually some care put into it even if the yeah. writing like i've alluded to kind of falls short for me but but please please tell me what you what you think of any and all that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah of course so yeah, I was just kind of like jotting down things as I was like putting pieces yes, together. Yes. I was like, okay, so I get that like Reed and Sue kind of have a history there. They had a messy breakup at some mm-hmm. point or another. Now she's kind of with this other guy. She's with Victor Von Doom. So I wonder who the villain's going to be. <laughs> um, could it couldn't be him, right? And no, no. Uh, they're trying to like track the storm. The storm alters their DNA, like- We'll, I mean, we'll talk about the 2015 version when we get there, but like it all, I, I felt like it was an origin story that was kind of classic, but I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it definitely wasn't like original in any way, but I was just like, you know what? This is giving me all the information I need and Mm -hmm. that's fine Um, because I'm still having a good time.
0: And I I think it has to do with also the fact that this is pre MCU where like, it's still kind of there's a charm to how they're kind of like figuring out the formula you know you didn't have a lot of superhero movies back then and i also think another part of it is because it is a team you have four origin stories so you can tell four different stories um even though i think johnny is just kind of thrown in there i don't think he really is given a lot of like own his own background um but like, like, yeah, you just kind of she's she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, my brother's going to pilot the ship. And then he shows up like after mm-hmm. we kind of established Sue and Richard or Sue and Reed and then Reed and Ben and Ben's own thing. But I think the sure. good thing is that you have four different characters. You can you can have four different origin stories. Whereas when you have one character, sometimes an origin story is like, all right, checking the watch. All right. What's going on here? Let, let's speed it up here. you have Yeah, technically five. Because if you count Dr. Doom also like you have five different origin stories. So if one story feels a little tired, you transition to the next one. then you transition to the next one and and i think that's what it does well you know if it was just a story about the thing it it might be a little stale because it's just the same thing it's like oh he's sad he doesn't fit in now that Mm. he looks different his wife doesn't accept or his fiance wife or fiance doesn't accept Mm -hmm. him all this yada, yada yada yeah it might be a little too one note but then you can transition to johnny storm you know using his powers to make like cool motorcycle tricks. And then you can also go back to Reed and Sue. So like, I like that there are multiple avenues for origins rather than just one, but you still feel like you know the origin of every character. It it doesn't, nothing feels really lost, which is good.
1: Yeah. It's funny, Dale, that you keep saying that like Johnny Storm is kind of like the outsider for you. When for me, if I had to pick a weak link out of the four of them, I would say it was Reed Richards. He's oh, supposed okay. to be the main guy, and right. i you never really – you hear him say a bunch of smart things, but I feel like you never watch him do a lot right. of smart things. Like, you never see him kind of like, you know, Tony Starking it with, like, you know, nanotechnology and robots around right. him everywhere and, like, you know, physically doing something, like, super sciency like – I had just finished watching these movies with, you know, our friend and my roommate James. And like, I was like, I love how they just throw a bunch of like words together. They're like, we have to find the mitochondria and divide by the nucleus to get to the power source. And it's like, they just string a bunch of like (laughs) sciency words together. And as an audience, we're all like, yeah, they have to do that thing, but yeah. like they could be saying nonsense, and we just have no. And, idea. And James
0: majored in science, so he's probably sitting there like, uh, does that
1: make sense?" <laughs> no, yeah, um, exactly.
0: Yeah, and then even when he, yeah,
1: and even when he gets his power. Granted, I I think his power is probably the least interesting out of the four of them. Like, I think mm-hmm. Girl is the only one who can really make like being super flexible and bendy interesting. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just feel like he's not really showcase that much like in the fight sequences and you know in the last epic battle like I feel like he only does like one or two things and then it's kind of up to the rest of the three of them simply because like just being bendy and stretchy like doesn't really serve that yeah. much do you yeah. know what
0: i mean i've never really considered that only because i know the comics and i know he is the leader so i my brain mm-hmm. is already there but i i do sure. like that idea as a perspective of someone who who did not know you know this unit and and like feeling like the other three are more central figures to the overall story than him and that's a good point because yeah i, I feel like yeah he's got to be that linchpin but they also make him a little too um grounded to where it's like there's not as much fun with this. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. not a lot to explore there. Um, it, it does seem like a lot of like Reed's stuff is with another character rather than on his own. Let's like Reed and Sue or Reed and Ben. Um two relationships I think are done well, but um mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Cause yeah, like I said earlier, I don't think he gives a bad performance, but I think his material is probably the the most noticeably like like the moments where I notice it's the worst is when he's talking to Sue because I think just a lot of the dialogue just seems a little unnatural. And maybe it is just his delivery. Sure. Maybe there's the fact that like the other characters are so distinctly unique that like we latch onto them more than him. Um sure. and it's interesting, cause because when we talked about Doctor Strange, oh sorry, or a movie that maybe this character might have <laughs> appeared in. Um you were you were like, wait, he's the smartest man in the world. And and that's the whole thing is that like he is the smartest man in the universe according to the comics. And I think even this movie doesn't fully explore that. As Yeah, it no. Um and, and, and I think that'd be that'd be really cool if they did. Um let's talk about the thing real quick because we haven't talked a lot about him. I think yeah. this is my favorite of the four characters, origin story-wise. Like I loved what they did with this, the idea of you know not fitting in and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in Hulk, and I love the Hulk, he's my favorite, but I feel like in some of the movies, it's like you know he becomes hulk he's evil and he just smashes a bunch of shit and then you know you get a lot of the reflection from bruce but here he's living as the monster and it's mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's as if we got Professor Hulk off the bat. Like he's able to still make connections and, and comment on things and react human like, even in this monster like form. Um mm-hmm. and, and I really like that. And, and those scenes where he is, you know, approaching Debbie and, and she gives the ring on the bridge back, and, mm-hmm. and she also mm-hmm. just like is, is afraid of him and he has to hide in the dark with his with, with his trench coat and hat, which is so funny. Um mm-hmm. that stuff I think is the best stuff in the whole movie because I think Michael Chicklis plays it great, and I think. Mm-hmm. It, it's, It's just it really works for for making something more emotional and sentimental out of this fun comic book thing, Uh, because most of it is more upbeat and fun and comic booky and like, ooh like, look look at what all we we can do, because a lot of the movies just them figuring out what the fuck their powers are and and how they're going about it and making funny puns and jokes based on them, Um, (laughs) you know, like fire puns and invisible puns and stretchy puns and rock puns. But like, yeah, you you know, I think this is the real dramatic core of the movie, which I which I really like.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Dale. I, You know, his moments were like super heartbreaking, like that moment with the ring on, on the bridge. And like you think when like everyone's applauding him for like being like the hero, the savior, they're like, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're kind of accepting you to society now. Like you just saved these first responders and you think, you know, she shows up at the bridge to be like, you know what, maybe I can see past this because you're still a good guy at heart. And she just takes the ring yeah. off, puts it on the bridge. And you're just like, and then he can't even pick it up. He's desperately yeah, trying to pick it up. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, kick a girl while she's down. Why don't <laughs> you? But I'll say I, I've said it once on this podcast. I'll say it again. You want to know what my favorite part of the thing was is what? that he was in a suit and it was tangible and practical
0: i was and about to bring it, that up yeah and it yeah. wasn't
1: cgi at all it was it was very real and and it just made it so much more fun to watch
0: and i think it makes the rest of the film severely dated because everything else isn't and I think that's mm. where it kind of loses me, and why I do sure. spin more negatively on the movie. And we haven't talked about it yet is the effects. I think the actual premise and the color <laughs> is fine, but the actual effects look like shit. I mean, especially the stretchy. It's
1: 2005.
0: Effects. The stretchy <laughs> effects look like shit. The invisible effects look god awful. Yeah. Victor Von Doom looks fine, but it's it, like the thing is so tangible, like you said, but nothing else is. So it just kind of feels a little out of place. Johnny Storm not as much only because fire is probably the easiest cgi to do it's the easiest sure. thing because you can put it over someone and it'll still look real or whatever but the, yeah. the bendy stuff and the invisible stuff it looked really really bad and dated and I, I watched this movie when i was a kid once or twice it didn't look as bad but now it's like oh it's it's glaringly bad um yeah to the point where it's it's almost hard to watch it and it becomes laughable And and where i almost wish it was a little more campy to then be something that you could like categorized in its own genre of like so bad mm. it's good but now it's kind of sure. this weird gray area of like the story is kind of like competent but the visuals are just so bad now in retrospect yeah. and that's not a criticism that's just what the visuals were you I love the prequels the Star Wars prequels but those visuals don't look great either so it, it just you know it's that era that time period we even saw a little bit with X-Men but X-Men isn't doing as fantastical stuff and I feel like they get away with it a little bit better um But yeah, that was a good point you made, though, because the thing, it's like you see when he's trying to pick up the ring, like it feels real. Um, Mm -hmm. And and yet you and and you can still see his expressions through it, though, which. I Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like while we're talking about Ben, Ben, I wrote down a few things, you know, regarding Mm -hmm. him where, you know, they first get back from space and like that the incident and everything. And they're both kind of in like different like hospital rooms and whatever being treated. And Johnny Storm comes in and it's a whole point. Uh, POV shot. We're like in the perspective of Ben Grimm and you know Johnny Storm's talking to him and he's like listen like you had the best doctors like they did the best that they could do and he's like hyping up this whole thing just to be like but unfortunately they couldn't fix your face and he looks he looks in the mirror and he's fine and the entire time even though it was the first time I had watched this movie I was like you know what this was probably really fun for comic book fans to be like oh oh he probably looks like the thing he's gonna look like the thing and then for him to yeah. reveal that he's just like he's been pulling a prank on him the yeah. whole time mm-hmm. so I didn't I I did enjoy that moment. I had to make a note of that moment. And then another moment I made note of when it came to Ben was when he's talking to Sue and he's like, you don't know what I'd give to be. You don't know what I give to be invisible. Mm. And and one. it was, it was just like another, like, Oh, twist the knife. Why don't you? Yeah. Because yeah. you can see even through the mask and the makeup and everything that like Michael Chiklis is like totally tearing up in that moment. If, if not fully crying. Yeah. and it was it was really powerful
0: yeah and and then we got to talk about the fifth of the fantastic whatever and that's victor von doom Mm. i think he's such a central figure in the comics and such like a powerful he's like thanos level popularity in the comics like he is like one of the big big villains of the marvel comics and I just think he's really uh, underutilized here. Like I, I, I think he's annoying when he's Victor. And and he's supposed to be, but mm-hmm. but usually as a villain, you're like, ooh, I can't wait to see what the villain does. I was like, get him off the screen. I just want to see these four. Like mm-hmm. he annoyed me. And I don't blame Julian McMahon, but like I the character annoyed me. Everything was Sue. Also because like Reed wasn't giving much of a reason either to be any better than Victor, but mm-hmm. I just kind of disliked them both. Yeah. And, and and just the actual transformation into Doctor Doom, it, it, it just felt a little bland to me just because we've seen so many movies, superhero movies that I was like, "Eh, it's kind of like a a villain. He he gets obsessed with the power. He comes evil and starts blowing shit up. It's like, it it didn't seem as interesting. And I think that's a character where it it can be a little bit more interesting if they dug a little deeper into it, but what are your thoughts on the villain um, on on Dr. Doom? What, What were your impressions?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Jill. Like, I think like literally one of the things I wrote down was, the villain is not very interesting you know no. he was very yeah. lackluster like i i didn't really understand what he was what he was fighting for what his motive mm-hmm. was because like he he got affected the same way they did in the storm except that his thing was like eventually going to kill him like his whole body was eventually going to turn into like that titanium something or other that yeah. you know was consuming him and and he needed a treatment but he also wanted like World domination, but I'm sure he also wanted like his power and money back because he had just gotten like you know let go from the company he was working for. I was like, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of like eh for me. Like yeah. it's just you're not really leaving an impression. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I'd,
0: I'd honestly love it more if there was more of a like fighting chance when when sue is picking partners because she never seems invested in victor to where when reed's trying to steal her away it it becomes an obvious choice even though reed is as we both said not that interesting um Mm -hmm. like it's very clear she should be with reed and i think that's funny because if i were to make this movie i would have made victor so charming so charismatic to where you're like maybe she should be with him and then when he starts to go evil it's like oh okay okay um and i just think yeah that, that love triangle just didn't work for me either but um
1: no yeah I agree. do you have any
0: other notes on, on anything else for, uh, for this one because you know I, i've I've said my piece um but yeah what, what else do you think about this
1: well i did make a note that well i wrote down some lines that i just thought were funny and okay. during the moment where they're on the bridge and like the whole like uh, bridge sequence firefighter all that uh sequence is happening at some point you know they're like sue like get invisible and then she's trying to get invisible but you can see her clothes and then like she reappears and now she's in a bra and underwear and chris evans just goes i'm gonna need therapy <laughs> and he just like he just i can't i can't say enough good things about what i thought yeah. about chris evans in this movie because mm-hmm. i think that he just throwed he threw road hello Sorry. am i can i english i'm confused he threw away all of his lines like so perfectly like it was it was almost just like this character just felt so effortless for him mm-hmm. and i know that he's you know probably a, a sweetheart in person but like this like this douchebag womanizer he was playing was just like it just felt like so natural like it just came yeah. so easy to, for him so i i had to write that down and i li- right underneath that is chris evan is Sevens is the best part, and then right underneath that is, I think I'm kind of really into this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm actually really enjoying myself with this movie. Nice, nice, nice Um,
0: I, I will, and say I, will that the, I will, oh, I just want to say one last thing, no, like, ahead. I, I don't think he's he's a bad character by any means, I just don't think he has a lot of work in this, you do. know, like, he, he, sure, he's yeah. very much like Sue's brother who's along for the ride just happens to be in this mess, and that provides for some great moments, obviously. But like, I, I always feel like it's always Sue and Richard's story or Sue and Reed's story is, like, the central story in these movies, and then Ben has his own thing going on. But, like, Johnny, was just kind of having fun with his powers, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I honestly wish it was more of yeah, that. Like, just having fun and goofing around with their powers, which we get a little bit of in the next movie, which we'll talk about. But, yeah.
1: I think they must have realized at some point that like people were like Chris Evans must have been must have been the standout for more than just me in 2005 like I think that he was probably like the fan favorite because I feel like he has way more to do and has more of an arc in the second movie
0: right um, which I
1: greatly appreciated I was like yes this is this is what I wanted um
0: yeah
1: I will say though that the the last fighting Sequence was like very cheesy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is this is very which, cheesy. Which I appreciate from like just a, a, you know, a comic angle. Like, yeah, try to at this point they weren't trying to make realistic superhero movies, they were trying to make a little bit more larger than life, you know. Um mm-hmm. Spider-Man was a little bit more based in reality. Um, but but still, even then his spider webs were coming out of his wrists, not any web shooters, you know, it was his mm-hmm. actual wrists. And they comment on that in Spider-Man No Way Home. And and then X-Men, same thing, like it was obviously otherworldly powers but it was still you know they're set in this house and it's like a school it's it's trying to make it a little bit more relatable was here i think they really kind of went a little bit more balls to the wall with just the over over the top nature which i actually kind of Mm appreciate i just don't think the Mm -hmm. dialogue really goes extreme in either direction to really support that like cheesiness i wish it leaned a little bit more to the cheesiness um because it tries to be a little too serious at times, especially with Reed and Sue. I keep almost saying Richard and Sue. It's it's Reed Richards. <laughs> God, Reed two Richard. first names. I hate it. Um, yeah. So so maybe we can segue into the next one. Uh, but before we do, let's give it a score. Um, I I think also this is my second time watching it, so I'm able to I think pick out a little bit more flaws. Um, and I okay. thought you know what I'm not gonna go because five is my like middle. Like five is average. Above five is great. Below five is not so great. And I thought you know what fantastic four i'm giving it a four i'm I'm gonna give it a four it feels right wow fantastic four is a four um because i think there are elements that i appreciate but also at the same time like i don't think this is a great movie by any means i just think it's 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 got some charming bits and good castings and stuff but i think a lot of the cons sometimes outweigh the pros especially with dr doom and invisible woman and reed like those three characters which should be the biggest three characters are kind of underdeveloped in service of the two characters that are probably more supporting which is johnny storm and ben grimm just totally stealing the show so i Mm. i uh and and the the effects just i think it just looks so bad um but but tell me because you probably (laughs) are much more higher much more higher much higher uh we we both can't speak tonight um much higher on this film so so please tell us tell us your score and, and your overall final thoughts
1: well, here's the thing, Dill. I feel like if I saw this movie in like 2005, I would not have been disappointed. I probably would have walked mm. out and been like, wow, that was like the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. And then I feel like watching it now, like I still, I still really wasn't that disappointed. Like I said, I was really yeah, into yeah. it. I was enjoying myself. Right. So I actually gave this movie a six out of 10.
0: Oh, nice. The fact yeah. that you
1: gave That's it a great. four, I'm, like, nervous about your other scores because I feel like we only go downhill from here, at least well, for me.
0: Well, let's go downhill, why don't we? Let's okay. go to the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer or as credit titled on the poster because Wikipedia needs to point out that uh, it was actually titled Fantastic Numeral Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. So there are two titles. Okay. Um, they On home media, they rebranded it. So the four is no longer F-O-U-R. It is a four number four um i don't know why they need to make that distinction um tell us about uh fantastic four two. Oh yeah also there's a silver surfer sorry rise of the silver surfer uh, yeah. i forgot to add the i forgot to add the second half because i forgot that was a character in this um go ahead
1: don't forget about the silver surfer okay fantastic I, sorry four. they
0: made it so easy
1: rise of the silver surfer came out in 2007 also directed by tim, tim story, story yep. Alrighty, so here is my synopsis. In the midst of trying to get married, Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben, I know the way I worded that, it makes it sound like they're all getting married, but in the midst of (laughs) Reed and Sue trying to get married, I mean, technically,
0: they're, 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 growing they're connecting their family like Johnny is marrying and I mean Sue is marrying into the family so her brother's related it's a brother-in-law I mean yeah it's a marriage
1: sure 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 the Fantastic Four are faced with another threat one that could destroy the entire planet in eight days
0: yeah um yeah so so we've both alluded this is a step down for sure I, I think everything that was like charming about the first one they lose a lot of that here um, because mm-hmm. I think, A, I think the color is, is a little bit more void. We kind of get into more of the, like, oh, we can use CGI for more stuff. Let's put in a little bit more grays and dark, mm. dark stormies. And stuff. I hate all that stuff. Um, but the story itself, it's very interesting because it's like, it's all about this wedding. And and, and there is a plot going on with the Silver server. But I feel like most of the movie is just them fucking around with their powers again. But to the point where like that should be something that the origin story is so that now we can actually like go somewhere with the story. Whereas mm. here it was just kind of like, oh, let's see all the stuff we can do. And let's like make jokes about how like the thing is too big to sit in a uh, in a airplane seat or like mm. let's let's like, y- you know what I mean? Y- y- yeah, let, the, it feels like they're just trying to like have a lot of fun gags. And if the whole movie was that I'd probably like it a lot more. But then they try to like add a plot to it that's supposed to take it in a different direction but it feels like when the plot actually kicked in we were already like more than halfway done and i was like oh i'm just not invested um and because again i'll say it again sue and reed just are not that interesting and (laughs) on on their own and together yeah it's even cringier just not because they're a bad couple like great happy for them but like the dialogue between them is just so so cheesy but not like Mm. the fun cheesy not campy it's like just like it's like cringy you know what i mean um yeah. But but please tell tell me your thoughts on this because you've alluded also that you don't love this as much.
1: Yeah, this one was definitely definitely a step down for me. Also, I <laughs> forgot to mention that we did Stanley was featured in oh, yeah, um, the yeah. last yeah. one. Um he played a character named Willie. In this one, he is Stanley playing Stanley and he's trying to be a guest yeah. in their wedding. And Great but candy. you know, Whoever's not letting him, he's like, I should be on the list. Like I'm Stan Lee, and he's like, Ah, get out of here, old man. Yeah. Uh, so it it's, sad when, it's sad when it's sad when Stan
0: Lee gives the best performance in your movie with only two <laughs> seconds of dialogue. Anyway, um, carry on.
1: So, Dale, first and foremost, the first thing I immediately noticed about this movie was why is Jessica Alba in the worst wig I've ever seen?
0: Yes. Why is she in the worst wig and why do they need to give her blue contacts? Does it like ever say in the script that she her eyes are blue or was it just a, well, let's have a match suit because none of the others have blue eyes. Mm -hmm. It was very weird. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Design choices already. Not good.
1: Very weird. Stylistic choices for her. We're introduced to this like antagonist force that's kind of zipping through the air it's making it snow now right. there's craters in the earth there's a lot going on and now reed the entire time is being an asshat because he's like no no no, i'm focusing on our wedding i'm focusing on our wedding just kidding i'm tinkering in the garage again like it's totally yeah. like tony and iron man 3 yeah.
0: where he's Except, like yeah. i'm
1: here for you pepper but actually i'm working out in the garage <laughs> and building more suits and Except having in- ptsd
0: yeah, in two thousand seven, texting was still like relatively new, so like they mm. really made it a point to be like, oh, "I'm texting," and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 no, um, it, it, that's a part that feels super dated, but also like, you're really gonna bring yourself cell a wedding? Like, mm-hmm. it, it just feels far fetched. Um, yeah, no, Reed is an asshole in this movie, and. it's to the point where the first movie, it was a little too obvious that she should be with Reed and not Victor here. It's Mm -hmm. all too obvious that she should not be with Reed because Reed sucks. Reed is doing everything in his power to be the worst uh, husband, fiance, whatever going against everything. Sue possibly wants everything that Ben (laughs) recommends. He doesn't do Johnny recommends. He doesn't do Uh, man. Like Reed is the worst in this movie and not the acting, not the performance, but the character is just the worst.
1: Yeah and like you like he's like no I don't have time to work on your project military I have a wedding to do and you're like yeah like oh my god like he's picking her over science this is amazing Mm -hmm. and he's fucking lying and I was like well this just makes him unlikable and like in the first movie like you tried so hard for me to like this character and I was like okay fine I like him and now everything that you made me like about him you just tossed out the window in the first 10 minutes of this second film I was like okay well now I really don't care if they're together anymore or anything. i
0: will say the romance i do like to see i, I like to see the thing get his gal carrie washington um in that's an another thing we her.
1: didn't bring up in the first one carrie yeah. washington playing a blind woman who's in love with the thing
0: i didn't even get that she was blind she's blind see that she's just blind. went over my head oh okay so no, she so like basically-
1: that's yeah
0: uh, I thought that was like a really sweet moment. I was like, "Oh, so she she loved it." So she only loves him because she can't see him. And yes. Him. See, I hate it even more now. I I should I, I'll keep it. Out I'm of sorry form, to burst
1: your bubble, Dale. But
0: I didn't they even have the whole blind. bit wow. in the first
1: movie. He goes to get a drink at the bar, and she's like, "Oh, like put it on my tab." And then you like see her like she gets her like stick out. And he's like, oh, like, if you could see me, like, you probably, you know, wouldn't be Um, so nice to me or something. And she's like, oh, then, like, let me, like, touch you, like, whatever. And she's like, you know, being different isn't all that bad. And he's like, trust me, like, it's not one of those times. Mm. And then, you know, they I I like how he's finding his happiness, his happiness, though, compared to what you know, the woman who had left him, you know, yeah, I, I, I think it's like...
0: because I, I think it's because I watch all these movies very relatively back to back to back, to back that I just that that detail just slipped over my head. Sure. And because because she doesn't really move or act like a blind person. She just says it. Um. You know, like, she's very, you know, it always seems like she's responding, you know, and, and I obviously I, I've not been around a ton of blind people. But like, I feel like she she makes really good eye contact and like, really is really facially communicative. Mm-hmm. And, and and moves around pretty well that I just didn't realize she was blind that's my fault uh, kids if you're going to take bathroom breaks during the movies pause them because um, then you miss important details like that but, but that also makes me angry because it's like oh so sh- sh- if she could see him would she hate him still maybe not yeah. but but I, it certainly helps that she doesn't have to look at him and is that to say that the only per- people who the thing could get with are people that can't see what he looks like I mean yeah. come on that's not a good message to spread but
1: I will say, though, Dil, while we're on the topic of conversation of this relationship, like, I do appreciate the fact that, like, I don't know, this film feels kind of mature. And, like, even Mm -hmm. the first one, like, it felt like it was made for uh, an older audience. Like, perhaps an audience that's kind of, like, you know, 14 and older Mm -hmm. instead of, like, you know, 10 and older, where we kind of feel in some of the MCU movies. but. Um, because at some point, you know, Johnny does ask, he's like, so how do you guys, you know, like, and, yeah. and the things like, Hey, that's none of your business. And, he, and, and he's like, I but don't he gets, know. Like, I, he
0: gets like really angry about it. And, and, and if, it, if it was me, you know, I, I would be like, that's a good question. I, I'm not gonna really tell you. It's not really your business. But like, he gets so pissed off about it. I'm like, why yeah. can he not? Like, is that why? Or but also they don't explain it.
1: Oh, they, it's you just, think there's like gets, a hitting meaning behind it? Like, well, I don't know. It's
0: just, we can't. He's so angry and doesn't really explain why he's so angry. He's just like, like he's so pissed off. It's a sore about subject. Yeah, he's like, Argh! I'm like, oh my god. Like he just asked you a question, and yeah. obviously he said it in a joking manner. But it's like he was curious, as I'm sure a lot of people were. If their minds were wandering enough during this film, they probably thought once yeah. or twice you know how does the thing fuck i don't know i don't i didn't question <laughs> it but um, but some people do i mean i'm sure that's people what i question love it about the about too. yeah like no uh, him and natasha were doing it and and bruce got a little angry like what, what happens especially I, never mind never I, i'm not gonna go there
1: i can't we I almost, we're just i almost got i not. almost
0: got into ant-man up thanos butthole territory and it, it got it, it would have gotten really nasty really fast so i'm not gonna talk about Please. it
1: the imagery, the imagery and like the, like, like, the like what if he, what if
0: he, hul- what if he hulks? No, out
1: no, 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 Jill. we're not going there. We're not going there.
0: That's going to take you some stitches. I'm going um, anyway. to stop you there. <laughs> it's late. I, I, again, this movie, I, it just makes me laugh because it's like the first one, it wasn't that great, but it was entertaining. But this one, I'm just like, ugh. anyway, um, what I'm talking about the silver surfer I... because he's in it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's talk about the Silver Surfer because I will say, I think the one positive, I actually have like a few positives to say about okay, the Civil, okay. Silver Surfer, but I will say that his kind of like reveal when he flies through the Chrysler building and he like comes out, I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, yeah. damn, that was kind of sick. A cool,
0: it's a cool design, but if you're going to name yeah. your titular character the Silver Surfer, I mean, obviously, Fantastic Four is also a titular character group, but like, yeah. It the rise of the silver surfer and i feel like he's just very much like a, a secondary plot point you know like mm. he, like he's the inciting sure. action for a lot of it but like the plot really isn't about him as much as it is just like the group i don't know i i just don't think his character is, is as well thought out or fleshed out as a character in the name of the movie should be like captain america the winter soldier it's a big Bucky movie, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Thor Ragnarok. It is about Ragnarok, the end of the war. Like they make it very, they really deliver on their premise. Multiverse of madness. It is that this I'm like, rise of silver surfer. I was like, yeah, he has like what? Three lines of dialogue. I was like, "Eh." (laughs) he he just floats around a little bit, comes and goes barely, you know, as soon as you forget, he's there, he comes back. And then you forget again and oh, and then he's back. Um,
1: If anything, it's more about the surfboard than it is about him. Right. Like they no, don't he... even need the guy.
0: They just need no. the board. No, which by the way, the guy, um, Lawrence Fishburne from Ant Man and the Wasp uh, yes. provides the voice. And the actor in in this suit is Doug Jones, who has done a bunch of Guillermo del Toro movies. He's the one in mm. Pan's Labyrinth with the eyes on his hands. He's also the fish mm. man in shape of water. Um I another... knew you
1: were gonna say he was the fish man. I was like, he's gonna yeah. be the fish man, isn't he? Yeah,
0: well as soon and, and as the... you said
1: Guillermo del Toro.
0: Well, as soon as we were talking about the thing, I thought of the fish man, you know, with the you know, um, and then uh, he was also, for, for most people uh, our age, he was the zombie in, in Hocus Pocus, the little Billy, um, uh, oh, who, okay. who actually gets to you know do more than just be a creature. He, he gets to have an actual arc in that. Um, but yeah, Doug Jones is a really good like physical performer. Um, he, he's good in a pinch for roles like these that are very much about the aesthetic and the style and the body formations and the physicality and all that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was cool to see the minute for the seconds they were. Um just not a fan of this this character I, I just don't think it's utilized well.
1: So Dill, at one point, he flies up to space and is like, I'm doing the duty you sent me to do. And I, I literally wrote down what in the Arashim is going on, because this is exactly what like the Eternals was, where they would just like right. float up into another dimension. And Arashim would be like, yes, you are doing the job I sent you to do. And I didn't fully understand who this guy's working for. He keeps war- warning us time and time again. He's like, he's coming. He's coming. I can't stop Galactus, it. Galactus. And- yeah. And and uh, Sue Storm is just like, we all have a choice. Like, you don't have to be the bad guy. And then, like, you know, eventually he, you know, brings Sue back to life, whatever. And I was like, I literally wrote down, I was like, yo, is Sue dead? Like, this kind of sucks. And because <laughs> uh, you
0: know they're going to bring her back, too. It's just one of those things yeah. where, like, of all the four to die... She's probably the most crucial because like they're not just gonna end on them not getting married. Like if they killed Johnny mm. or Ben, it would have been a little more suspenseful for me. But the fact that they killed Sue, yeah. was like she's gotta be alive again. Cause it, neither of us had seen this one. So I was like, I was waiting to see, but I was pretty sure she'd be alive. Um, yeah.
1: So Dill, we have to talk about since we get introduced to the Silver Surfer and Johnny, you know, goes after him, whatever, and now all of a sudden, every ah, time yes. he touches someone else, they transfer powers. And they're all flip flop flopping powers at I, some point.
0: I kid you not. Before I watched this, I thought, wouldn't it just be fun if there was a movie where like, like they just switch powers? Like, wouldn't that be funny if like an Avengers movie if like a oh, Black Widow all of a sudden had the Spider Man powers and Spider Man? But then I was like, oh, but they're all like, th- a lot of them aren't like actual powered beings. Like Iron Man is a guy in a suit, and Spider Man mm. has the web slingers. Like obviously he was bit by the spider, but then I was like, this would be fun if like. Uh, jessica alba played the thing or like michael chiklis was the invisible man or something like i was like that'd be Mm -hmm. fun a little like role swap if you will like a like a midnight movie like like let's have fun with this thing and then it Mm -hmm. happened and i was like that's such a good idea and then it lasts for like a minute and i'm like oh i wish i wish the whole movie was that like just them like swapping it because they wow. bring it back at the end with like chris yeah. evans but like i i wish it was just like this fun like if i were to make a movie like this and and notice that the story wasn't that interesting i'd be like why not just make like a fun like slapstick comedy about these superheroes who keep switching bodies and need to figure mm. out their powers and then give them like some sort of action mission to do like make a shorter movie uh, yeah like that's what you can have fun with, with with a group like this with a stretchy guy and a sure. visible girl and i liked how they did that for the minute they did it and i was like that's a fun idea where like you get to see michael chiklis also there he probably said in his contract he's like i want them to see my face for a shot um sure like i i like that 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 was a fun scene i like i actually enjoyed that
1: i will say when it first started happening like when sue first like Got on fire and <laughs> yeah. she's just floating up and screaming <laughs> her head off. Jessica Alba, she's screaming at the top of her lungs about how the fact that she's on fire. Granted, I would probably be screaming as well. Yeah. But I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. And I and you kept and it's funny that you were like, oh, like, I wish it went on longer. I wish it was kind of like the rest of the movie. I thought it went on too long. I was like I was like all right we have to like move past this like maybe you're not on the fire. Actual, it's fine yeah
0: maybe not the actual scene when when it should have gone on longer but that yeah. premise should have been explored further like I wish they had played around a little bit more with the body swap stuff not like have sue screaming for two hours like that I don't need but you know like like make it just just yeah, have fun with all these powers and then maybe bring in like some X-Men powers or something where like Chris Evans gets some Wolverine Claws, he's like, What's going on here? Like like mm. make some fun IP crossovers or something. Like yeah. something fun like that would have been would have been nice. Like even just make a short film of that. Just like a 10-minute, you know, Fantastic Four trying to get their powers sorted out and they're all swapping. I don't know. I I think that'd be fun. Um I do have to say though,
1: <laughs> there's okay. one more
0: talk, there's one more talking point I have, and that is and and, and, oh we should probably talk about dr doom too because he's also in this for some reason um but because they they shipped him away and it could have been as easy as that just ship him away Mm -hmm. but of course the the post credits had to have him open his eyes and now it's like okay i gotta get dr doom in here anyway we'll talk about that in a sec but i gotta say i don't know if they were fooling around or if they were just like know really good friends or really close or just really good actors but didn't realize what parts they were playing but jessica alba and chris evans have way too much sexual chemistry for siblings (laughs) way too much to the point where there's a moment when when jessica oh sorry sue survives at the end and johnny like walks up to her and like gives her a hug that like i was convinced they were gonna make out i was like they they were so close i was like are they going there like okay um uh no it was it was (laughs) is this the turn this movie's taking i'm gonna tell you right now if you rewatch this and watch for the two of them in their scenes together it gets oddly uh uncomfortable um to the point where you're like hmm um which they're both very attractive people they could very well have been doing whatever they were doing but it, it shouldn't translate to the set especially because reed is such a fucking cock in this movie. It was so nice to see that like maybe maybe I would have preferred the incest to the horrible relationship of Reed and Sue Storm Richards, whatever their day last name is. Not, um, not anyway. a
1: dick. Not a dick. Not, a cock.
0: No, no, like the worst. Um yeah, no. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, that my god. Did you pick up on that at Dil, all? No? Dill, I'll
1: be honest. I'll be honest. T- I totally did. I don't yeah. really. It was well because like, also you were scene. feeling your
0: own way about Chris Evans, so like then to see Sue, I so mean maybe I, have, I was yeah. getting a
1: little jealous. I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe but. it's like one of those things where like it just any women in his presence just feel that gravitas that gravity. But no, it, it's it's. I'm glad you picked up on it because I was like no, I was oddly. I did.
1: No, it was during the scene where you know it way in the beginning where she's. She comes in in her wedding dress and that he's too. getting ready to walk her down the aisle. I dead ass thought they were gonna kiss. He looked, kiss.
0: Up and down. He looked up and I was down. like, They're gonna kiss. He was like, Oh yeah, sis. And it was like, Ugh, get it, stop he it. Was,
1: he was like, You look beautiful. And then he like got really close to her, like, like scanned her face, like looked looked her up and down and was like, Dad would be proud. And I was like, I think they're gonna kiss. <laughs>
0: I I, i'm glad you picked up on that too because that was another moment but you know the the last one is the one that was in my brain but yeah no it happens twice and it probably happens more often than we think like if we were to actually yeah. like, go and watch frame by frame there's probably moments i mean like yeah. <laughs> i don't know Before- if was chris evans checking out jessica alba or if that was a, an intentional <laughs> choice or if the director was like let's let's fuck with the audience i don't know um yeah i, I don't know
1: it. man i don't yeah. know Before we move on to Victor real quick, I did want to say while we were talking about the shifting of powers at some point when Chris Evans like turns into the thing and the thing gets his powers. I'm sorry, but like Chris Evans, like with the thing stuff on, I'm like, why did he look like Tom Brady? He looked like Tom Brady.
0: (laughs) I thought you were gonna go like a different route and say like you look good, but like I'm glad you no, you know, bro, no. No. <laughs> I like, no I was like, Kelsey, he looked are like, you a, no
1: you <laughs> no, look like a big meat head with like a big ass head that's been morphed from years of playing football and like the helmet and it, it was just not a good look. I was yeah, like, no. uh, he looks no. like Tom Brady. Yeah.
0: And then and, also and,
1: obviously as a as a Giants fan, so I'm like, you know, fuck Tom yeah. Brady. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sorry if you're watching this and you love Tom Brady. We do not. Um mm-hmm. we still support you watching this show, but but if you don't support us after that, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, Victor Von Doom, he's in it, and I really don't think he had he needs to be at all. He doesn't. Oh my he god. He really does not. You could have any other Ooh, character be the corny. one who wants to get his hand on the on the skateboard too, but like it, also it's like or, or surfboard wherever it is, but like mm-hmm. he, he they almost try to make him good for a little while and he's like working with the team but then immediately he's not it it was too much of a rehash of the first one when you you already have an underdeveloped boring villain just bring him back to do the same exact shit again it it just Mm -hmm. it did not work for me at all no No. not at all
1: i was like i literally wrote down i was like victor's the big baddie again he sucks Yeah, and like not, in like not like a oh my god, he's so good at being a villain. I hate him. No, Mm -hmm. I just hate him because he sucks. Yeah,
0: it's 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 not like it's not like Umbridge in in Order of Phoenix, where I'm like I hate that movie because I hate her, but she's doing Mm -hmm. so well at making me Mm -hmm. hate her. It just he's just not good. Um, not the actor, but the I mean maybe the actor's not good. I don't know. I don't know him. Um, so I don't care to say. (laughs) I don't know if I say this or not, but I, I don't think the performance is that great. Um. Yeah, Short. no, not a not a fan of this movie. Um, I, I'm gonna cut that four and a half and get and give it a two here. I'm not gonna go all the way down to one. I'll I'll save that for later. Um, but or or not, maybe maybe I'll give it a, a one zero to the next one, a, a big old ten. But uh, this one gives gives I give it two four, so a whole star out of five. Um, what what would you give this?
1: I gave this one a fantastic four out of ten. Okay,
0: so you and did only because
1: yeah. I I started with a three and then I just thought about Chris Evans again and I was like, I'll give it a four.
0: <laughs> Great. Um, speaking of four, let's talk about Fan Fourstick, uh, aka oh, Fantastic but, Four. I'm sorry, oh.
1: real quick, they had yes. a weird culture appropriated wedding at the end with Jessica. Alba, oh yeah, like a kimono in like ja- what in Japan. What was that? I don't know. How did they end first up it was in like- Japan?
0: Yeah, at first she was like, "Let's have like a a big public wedding," and he's like, "I have a different thing in mind." I thought they were gonna like go to the courthouse or like have it mm-hmm. between the four of them. And no, yeah. it is still a full wedding. It's just in some village in Japan and they're being completely cultural appropriation and all that jazz. And it's, it's awkward and he still gets a text. And now the character growth, isn't that he's learned not to text at his wedding. It's that she now allows him to, and she's the one who says, let's skip to the end because my man knows, right. And we got to conform to my man, because guess what? If someone pulls out a cell phone at my wedding, oh, good for him. Let's go do what he needs to do. It's not, it's not my wedding or anything. Um, Oh, and let me throw the bouquet and have my brother light it on fire. Uh, A moment everyone looks forward to at their wedding day, throw in the bouquet and let's ruin that fucking moment too. Uh, This movie is fucking shite. Um, All right.
1: Also Johnny, the entire time is trying to hit on like that military girl and the entire time she's like, you need to be a better person. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll work on me. I'll work on me, you know? And right at the end, she's about to catch it. He finally got his dream girl. And he's like, no, not ready for commitment. Have to burn this bouquet. And I'm like, Johnny, what happened to your character development? Out the window.
0: That character was dumb too. I was like, they're just forcing everything on us. Anyway, we we got to move on.
1: Like what even was her name? Who knows?
0: Girl, Um, we got to move on. Uh, no, that wasn't me saying "girl," we got to move on. That was that was me responding to your question and answering. Her name is Girl, and now we've got to move on to Fantastic it. Four 2015. I have some great stories about this. I um before I get into the summary, and then and then I'll I'll okay. talk about my personal experience watching this for the first uh first time.
1: Okay, so Fantastic Four came out in twenty fifteen, as we mentioned a few times, but I need to say it again. Um, it was directed by Josh Trank. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Cool. And then also IMDB credits someone else. He they credit Stephen E. Rifkin yeah. um
0: as um, the director
1: as well, so I didn't know.
0: Yeah, this is probably a good time to just set, just talk about this out at the gate. This movie had the most crazy pre-production process I've ever seen for a movie. I'm not going to go through all of it because the Wikipedia page is too long to read, but like There were writers, there were co-writers, there were writers who were hiding pages from others and writers getting mad that they weren't using this. There were disagreements. One writer got fired. Another writer said, this is the script I want to use. And they hired more writers to come in and rewrite the whole thing to where they only used a few of the other writers' pages. And then the other writer stormed off and said, this is a mess. Went on Twitter. Josh Trank went on Twitter and basically said this is shit because they changed everything I wanted to do. I wanted to make it more realistic. They wanted a superhero movie and all this jazz and CGI and shit that I didn't want. Mm. They added it. It was a terrible experience. They brought in more people, more rewrites, more re- things. Anyway, it was a big mess. So if you have the time to go and look at just the, all the writing and the the filming and all that stuff th- that went into this it was a crazy hectic thing and it was in the midst of disney trying to buy fox so there were already talks of like mm. well is this gonna tie into x-men is this gonna be its own thing are we gonna let it go um because this was just a few years before like apocalypse and dark phoenix and that started to unravel so like they yeah, have really rough pre-production to the point where like the director has said that like he really wishes there could be a director's cut but the producers and the actual studio has so much of that material that he couldn't even give you a director's cut because the production just kind of took his stuff and made it cut a lot of it and just made their own shit and and Mm. filmed so many things changed the whole ending and and so the director is very overtly spoken about how he's disappointed in um you know how how the film went uh even so publicly that he went on twitter the day before the movie came out this is actually what i'm gonna read um went on the day before the movie came out on twitter and said a year ago i had a fantastic version of this fantastic and it would have received great reviews you'll probably never see it that's reality though the day before it came out, so that is why there are so many people credited wow. for writing and directing this movie. Kate Mara has said her experience on the film was horrible. This is like a shit show of production, and we'll talk about whether or not we think it's actually a shit show uh, because you know it might be the best best film of all time, but um, the the production of it was <laughs> in a what shit universe in my universe kelsey okay, do. um no but yeah no it, it um it was a shit show of a production so before you even get into the plot i just wanted to pre- preface that that getting it to the screen was a miracle on its own to where also mm. just the money they spent on this and wasted on this and lost on this is also very funny um so um tell us about the plot now that i got that out of the way
1: wow okay uh all right so after going on a rogue mission to another dimension four scientists have to find a cure to their mutations and stop the fifth one from destroying their reality
0: yes that is right so basically the same old premise as we've seen with all these which is fine it was a reboot they wanted to re you know reboot it or at least some people wanted to reboot it some wanted to make their own movie i don't know who got in the way i don't know what movie we're seeing but um (laughs) i have a funny story so go ahead i i I, for my uh, grandparents 50th anniversary they said let's do a family vacation and like take everyone to like a really nice place because all the kids were about to go to college in the next few years i was only i think i just graduated junior of high school so i was going into my senior year so they knew it'd be harder to get the whole family together let's do a trip to hawaii we all went to hawaii we get to hawaii the same week in in August, August 7th is the week is the day this came out. So it was that week went to Hawaii in August and we were like, Hey, let's, um, you know, you know, let's enjoy Hawaii. And I was like, yeah, I'll see fantastic four when I get home. Um, and I saw it was getting shit reviews. So I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to see this, but then we went to Hawaii. We get there and it is like 4.00 AM, but for us, it feels like 7.00 PM. Um, because what, what happens is we got there at like five, 5 p.m. and we were so jet lagged and tired that we went to bed and woke up at like 3 or 4 a.m. and we were like Mm. shit we're hungry we want breakfast what's open the only place open was a denny's so we went to denny's and we're like okay i'd never been to a denny's i was like this is fun denny's in hawaii first hawaiian meal good old Big old breakfast. Um, I think they're called the Big Breakfast or whatever they're called, the Grand Slam or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Uh, I don't want to promote them, but but if you want to sponsor us Denny's, please do. Um, so we're sitting in this Denny's eating, and I'm like, okay, well this is the only food we can have. And on the menu, there's a special Fantastic Four item, and it's like some weird like uh, waffle thing, or I don't know what it is. But I saw it, and I was like, wow, that's cool. They're doing promotions, and like, oh, I get a free movie ticket. Looked, there were no movie theaters in the area. I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I'm not gonna waste two hours of my Hawaiian vacation going to see a movie that's supposedly bad just because Denny's gave me a free ticket to it on the menu so mm. I went back to the hotel room still early as shit there's nothing open I can't go back to sleep everyone's like let's get a few more hours of sleep and hopefully wake up at like eight and nine o'clock in the morning like normal people and try to have a good day mm. I couldn't do that so I pulled up my phone I went on to an illegal movie site and I watched Fantastic Four on my phone because Denny's put me in the mood I was like well I might as well watch it I, if i'm not gonna wait a week to go see it if it really is that bad i'll just watch it on my phone right now and i was a kid i didn't care about like integrity of seeing movies you know for money you know i was like you know what Th- this director is pissed off about it anyway he tweeted it so like i'm just gonna hate watch this on my phone and i was watching it and the version that was uploaded was not like hd or anything it was a pretty crappy version of it i was watching it and i was like okay okay and then the end comes i'm like wait a sec they haven't even had any action sequences. I think there's a lot of this cut out. I think there's a lot of movie cut out. And then I looked at the runtime. I was like, wait, no, this is, this is the runtime of the movie. Wait, it's about to end in 10 minutes and they still haven't had an action sequence. And I was like, wait, is this the whole movie that it ended? And I was like, uh, and then it was time to wake up and go and do Hawaiian things. But that is my story because I think that encompasses all my feelings toward this movie. Mm. And I I hate Mm -hmm. watched it illegally on my phone after going to a Denny's and eating a really bad waffle inspired by this movie so um <laughs> in hawaii um wow I, yeah and and i actually had my first like breakup ever in my life like a few days before so it was just a really shit shit time um so that, that's that's wow. my story about fantastic four what a dark place i will not watch this movie any other way but my phone by the way i watched this movie for this <laughs> podcast on my phone because I can't do it any other way. I watched it on Disney Plus. So it was a nicer quality, but I can't do it any other way. Anyway, Kelsey, <laughs> give me your thoughts now that I've rambled. But that was my story.
1: Well, first and foremost, still, I want to talk about the cast because we have a new, <laughs> okay. we have yes. new cast members playing these actually roles. So, about the movie, yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, we have Miles Teller as Reed Richards. We have um, Jamie Bell. Bell? Yes, yep. Jamie Bell as Ben grims and we have kate mara as you said as sue storm and we have michael b jordan as johnny storm and obviously we know michael b jordan as killmonger from black panther um we uh also might know kate mara from iron man 2 she plays a lawyer giving tony a subpoenaed from gotcha. what's just going on with my hair right now, I'm so sorry I to <laughs> fix okay. it. It was just distracting me so hard. Um, yeah, so she's an Iron Man too. She gives him a subpoena that you know brings him to the. Uh, capital where he you know gets into that drama with the senator mm-hmm. or whatever and also jamie bell has kind of like an indirect connection to the mcu because he is in snowpiercer with chris evans a movie we've talked about on this podcast that's
0: right, that's right. he and I also plays bring edgar up, yeah dr harvey allen in this was played by tim blake nelson who was also in the incredible hulk um a long time ago uh, incredible there, there we so go there's another one as well uh yeah a lot of, a lot of good actors in this which is even more surprising given the final product but yeah um a lot of great actors yeah
1: so right off the bat deal i immediately picked up on a different tone that this movie was taking on like compared to the other two like the other two were very superhero classic comic book all that jazz this color. one <laughs> color yeah they wanted the to
0: have a color other than gray in it yeah
1: this one, just, like, everyone's angsty, man. Like, yeah. first of all, we start off with, like, a, a flashback of, you know, Reed and Ben as children. And, like, we kind of see, like, a look into their friendship, how they started, like, inventing things together. They were, you know, entering the science fair together. No one was really taking them seriously. And I kind of appreciated, like, getting just, like, a hint of backstory. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, like, Reed Richards is getting – um recruited by this baxter foundation which is like mm-hmm. a school slash institution whatever i'm Research not really institute. sure what it is yeah, yeah. yeah with uh sue storm who's this, who's another student there so immediately they're taking on a different tone where they're trying to just make all these characters like angsty young adults yeah. So they're they're not in their adulthood. It's not like they're paying mortgages or anything. Like yeah. they're, you know, seniors mm-hmm. in high school going on to college.
0: Which is an interesting premise. Like we've seen it with X-Men mm-hmm. kind of. Like like the kind of how they're out of school. They're they're kind of coming of age with these roles. That I don't mind. The, the actual premise of that. Yeah. Sure. Um, I really, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then like, I, I literally wrote down, I really don't know what they're working towards. But then I kind of pieced it together that they're like, they're trying to get to this other dimension and then at some point Kate Mara says like oh let's bring him home and then a monkey's on the screen and i was like oh were they trying to rescue a monkey
0: <laughs> this is what i
1: connected in my head i was like half watching this movie half doing other things i needed to do so it's probably uh, more my fault than the okay. movies that i really well, don't know what's going on
0: well, you at least watched it on, on a place you could actually see it rather than on your phone in a Hawaiian hotel room. Yeah, I um, definitely
1: didn't watch a bootleg version, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. The, NASA, like, wants them to venture into this parallel dimension. They call it Planet Zero, and, and, and mm-hmm. then... You know that's where all the the stuff explodes and they get powers i mean it's a very basic premise uh drawn out a little bit and of course covered in mud because that's what the aesthetic of this film is uh to match the the (laughs) moodiness it's it's like and let's stick them in mud as well um
1: now i'm surprised dill but also kind of not at all that they went with using victor von doom again as like the main antagonist who we don't see until there's only 20 minutes left of the film Um, because I feel like with a reboot that's just like an opportunity to bring in a different villain you know like A new, you know, same characters, kind of same origin story, but like, you know, a different threat to face because we had already seen this threat before, you know what I mean? I think
0: it's I think it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you're always gonna see some version of the Joker in a Batman movie because Okay, you know, because that's like the quintessential Batman villain, even though there are so many Batman villains. Whereas the Fantastic Four, they don't even have a bunch. It's like Victor Von Doom is their like big villain. So like I get that, but also Mm. like I agree with you, like if you're not gonna I think the difference is also like if you're gonna reboot it and bring this villain in, do something really interesting and unique with it. Maybe make it a Victor Von Doom movie first and a Fantastic Four movie second or something else. Take the character in a different direction rather than just like, oh, I have powers. I wanna kill shit and I want to, you know, control everything. Like it's the most generic villain mm-hmm. ever. And we've seen him now in three films serving the same exact premise they've never gotten Mm -hmm. dr doom right for the screen because he's a really good character in the comics and 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 that's a shame you know
1: yeah yeah and then they all kind of get their powers in like a lame way because first of all sue isn't even there like she doesn't right. even go on the mission with them. So yeah. the entire time I'm thinking I'm like okay, well this is how they're they're going to get their powers by going to mm-hmm. this dimension together, but like how's Sue going to get hers? And then I was like okay, well I guess she's there for the blast when when they re-enter, you know, the their reality. But mm-hmm. like it was it was just so it was just kind of corny. How, like, they made, like, oh, Ben is getting hit by a bunch of rocks, and and Johnny gets, right. like, a fire blast in his face. And I was like, okay, well, what's going to make Reed stretchy? Is he going to be, like, bending for something while the blast happens? And then it, they didn't explain <laughs> that, really? Like, no. all of a sudden, well, he's just, like, on yeah. the operating table with his limbs stretched out. And yeah, I was I, like, I what think- happened?
0: I think it's also funny because they probably did so many reshoots that Kate Mara probably just wasn't in this, wasn't available that week. So they're like, "She'll come in later." I really do think that's what yeah. a lot of this movie is—is is like, Maybe. "Oh, well, we can't get Doctor Doom in in the studio for another few months. All right, well, let's just tack his stuff on at the end of the filming process and hope we can get he can get it." Like it really Wild. feels like that disjointed by the way characters come and go, and the way they're given certain plot lines, and the way time jumps, and the way the aesthetics are used, and the different locations. It feels. Very uh, mismatched, jumbled up. It feels like a disastrous, you know, pre-production. It just feels like it was doomed from the start, you know?
1: (laughs) So what I loved about the first movie deal was that they spent a good amount of time, you know, trying to figure out their power. It's not too too long of a time, but, you know, there was that sequence of like them starting from square one to getting into a Mm -hmm. decent place where they could, you know, at least hold their own in a fight. And with this movie, it was like, we all saw them on operating tables, not like barely even alive to then cutting to Johnny being able to throw fire blasts and Kate Mara being able to like hover herself in the air. And I was literally like, what? I was like, okay, wait, what, t- what time is it even in now in this film? And I was 45 <laughs> minutes in and they yeah. had just started using their powers. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and now Reed's not even there. They're like, yeah, Reed no. left because like He's he a couldn't fugitive. take it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and Ben, Ben, I was so excited to see Ben because I was so excited to see Edgar because we all know that Edgar was my favorite part of uh, Snowpiercer and yes, also yes. J- Jamie Bell kind of looks like Tom Holland and I think that's another reason why I like him and I was like I was asking for Ben the entire time and I just didn't get enough of Ben and
0: no. and I think the rock design is kind of dumb like again it's CGI yeah. not practical yeah. it, just, it doesn't feel like a comic book and I'm okay with kind of distancing from that if you're going to really make it look so fresh and unique and different and tell a really compelling story It's a, the problem is it's the same story just Mm -hmm. they're trying to make it aesthetically different and i think that's where they lose it it's like if you're going to make a story that's more based in reality make the story more realistic or do something different with the story you're taking the same template you're just saying it's more serious because you're taking the color out of it making everything feel a lot moodier and more tonally serious that's Mm -hmm. not changing and and making this more realistic that's just yeah setting it to a totally different you know filter you know what i mean yeah no, yeah, one. for
1: sure yeah. and then we finally get so i'm like all right so like who's the villain now and now they're kind of fighting <laughs> about whether or not they're going to get a cure to like cure themselves and kate mara is like well i'm not going to be anyone's tool i'm like well then girl why are you in the training facility learning how to do force fields i would just <laughs> yeah. be sitting around twiddling my thumbs if i was just yeah. waiting around for a cure i'm like why are you it's, why are you yeah. enhancing your power i don't get it yeah.
0: It's like they're and- trying to give her like something like powerful to fight for or whatever, be like this powerful feminist like like female character, but also like they're give the m- actual movie is giving her zero material to work with to where like mm-hmm. she once again feels like the girl. Um, and, and yeah. I think in 20, 20, 2005, that's a shame, but that's kind of predicted two thousand fifteen. There's no excuse. There's no excuse mm-hmm. to un- to just set her aside. Like you said, have the other three go and, oh, where's Sue? It eh, doesn't matter. Like, they make her, she's much more the afterthought in this one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and it's a shame. Yeah.
1: And I will say, Dale, in this one, Sue Storm is definitely my weak link. And it, yeah. I just think it was because I again, just not our fault. don't. Yeah. I, well, oh. I don't know. Okay. Like, I, I just don't think, like, Kate Morrow is right in this movie role. for this yeah. role okay yeah. because like i just think that i don't think that she's a bad actor i think that no, her no. style of acting is just not what this movie needed That's like fair. she's yeah. very good at doing like very subtle realistic things almost yeah. like what you know people like to say about brie larson is that like she's mm-hmm. very just like yeah. she's very into realism and it's not mm-hmm. it's never you know uh grandiose or anything. I don't want to say like sir or, or yeah. something negative, but like it's just not the style that I feel like this movie needed. 'Cause That's like her. she yeah. I just it's a shame yeah. because like with everything else going around her, her tonally just doesn't match and it mm-hmm. feels like she's just sucking the life out of every yeah. scene that she's yeah. in. And I'm like, yeah. this is so disappointing because I know you're not a bad actor. Yeah. I and the writing doesn't good that, stuff though, too. Yeah. And yeah. I yes, and I completely fault the writing for sure because yeah. I just don't think that a group of men know yeah. how to write of yeah. a female character.
0: That's I do think Miles Teller Miles Teller totally also kind of fits of that fits that bill a little bit too, just kind of sure. sucking the life out of some stuff. Like, I think Michael B. Jordan is naturally charismatic in everything he does. Jamie mm-hmm. Bell, it's just easy for Ben to be the most relatable and sympathizable. You know, like, like mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a word sympathizable. It's late. Whatever. Put it in my dictionary. I, I
1: um, I'm following what you're saying, so it doesn't but matter. But, like, yeah,
0: ben, ben is the one that we're gonna, like, feel for. Aw. And Michael B. Jordan as an actor, kind of charismatic. The other two, again, kind of like the other movies, you know, like, you, it really lands on the writing and the performances to make those characters great or not um and, and I, I i love miles teller too I, I love whiplash i i've seen top gun maverick now three times and it's only been out for a week because wow he's, he's really great in it he's he's really great in it uh yeah it's one of the best films i've seen um so yeah wow uh, at, le- at least uh yeah this decade um but yeah no like he is a good actor and and this this makes it even more infuriating because we're not getting great performances from him or Kate Mara or Toby Kebbell or any of these people to the extent of what we know they're capable of for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: And I will say though, I thought that this movie did a better job of showcasing Reed and his powers. Like they had him do a sequence where he was kind of like on the run from the military trying to find him in the woods. And then he even had like a good battle moment between him and uh, Victor at the end. Like I just thought that you know, and especially because he had the whole kind of like flashback in the beginning and him at the science fair. I was like, this guy feels, you know, like a sciencey nerd. Like I I totally I'm vibing mm-hmm. with this character. And then he gets these powers that, you know, he kind of has to figure out himself because he, you know, the first thing he wants to do is go save his friend, go help his friend. He's like, Oh my god, I, I have to get to Ben. So he yeah. like forces his limbs back to normal. I thought like that was all very cool. Like that was yeah. working for me. And I think that this movie was the best at showcasing Reed, who's supposed to be Mr. Fantastic, like literally the guy. And I feel like in all three of these movies, even though this one was the best version of it, it still wasn't done well,
0: you know what I mean? And I'm like, he's the
1: guy. And so then we get to an hour and 20 minutes in the film and the Fantastic Four, the name of the movie, they haven't even interacted yet. We don't know what they fight like together. They haven't been practicing together. They haven't been communicating. They're just raw dogging it into battle. They're just <laughs> going in blind. And I'm like, and, yeah. and now like Victor's back. And I will say- The because, first
0: action sequence too. The first like action sequence. Yeah. Doesn't even happen until way into it.
1: Yes. It's literally the first and last action sequence in the movie. That's that's yeah. it but i will say when it came to victor like he had he had some pretty gruesome death moments like the first guy he killed like the his face just like exploded in the helmet and i was like okay that Mm -hmm. that was interesting to look at at least um for better for worse and i was just like i was like i can't believe this also i couldn't move past the fact that they didn't put trousers on ben he was naked (laughs)
0: Thing I'm was, like, the, which the then thing goes naked. back to my theory that maybe that's why he got angry when he asked how they fuck. He doesn't have anything. Down there. Oh, it my is, God. it is like a mountain. It is just rocky and slope. And the
1: thing, the thing is supposed to be like this, like unstoppable force, right? And he's taken down like the moment, like he even has this, he even has this moment where he's like, you know what, this is what I do. I just go into battle and I smash things and I'm, I'm the muscle of the group and he's taken down immediately by Victor. And he even says Mm -hmm. like the, it's clobbering time or whatever. His like, yeah, his classic
0: phrase, which in this movie just does not fit tonally at all. Like dialogue Mm -hmm. like that. That's why the first movie, even though I did give it a lower rating, it is the highest of my three spoiler alert, because it does kind of understand the silly nature of these stories. And it's it's trying to be silly here. Mm -hmm. It's it's not it's trying it's best to be anything but silly, but they still need to get those little homages in to where it's like it doesn't make sense at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like the entire, I was like, I was watching the end with James and I was like, it is a shame that they are spending the entire last like five minutes of this movie setting up a second movie that is just never coming. (laughs) They're like, yeah, you have to give us a facility and we're going to work on our own because we learned that we worked best as a team. Guys, what should our team name be? And I was just like
0: okay uh, <laughs> yeah and and that that's why when i read that they reached change the ending a bunch of times it makes sense um and and why the director hates this film so much it makes sense um yeah. th- this is very much your your joss whedon uh Zack snyder justice league thing except there was no director's <laughs> cut waiting in the wings that's <laughs> what I, I was like uh, are we gonna get gonna a gonna get it.
1: what's his name
0: Uh, A Josh Josh, Trank cut? No. A Josh Josh. Trank
1: director's cut? Josh Trank's Fantastic Four? That'd be. I don't think. Honestly, that'd be funny, and I and I would watch that if it came
0: out. Maybe. (laughs) Um, And and that's not. And that's not to excuse. That's not to excuse Josh Trank because what he might have been going for might've been even worse or just as bad as this anyway. And if a lot of the stuff on set that Kate Mara has said, she didn't like was, was a very toxic environment. If he had mm-hmm. to do with that too, then there's no excuse for that either. But, but I do feel like I would have liked to see him have more control in general than he did on this movie. Cause I think it's just a big pile of muddy shite. Um, so <laughs> Kelsey, are you going even lower on this rating? Or are you going higher? What where, where are you settling for, for fantastic for 2015?
1: I gave it the lowest I could go, which is a one out of 10.
0: Ah, oh, So did I, <laughs> I, you, you thought I was oh. fooling you. Um, no, I, I was not fooling you. I, I, I think it's, it's pretty bad. When I first saw it, I gave it a two out of 10, just for the, the, the novelty of watching it on my phone in the middle of Hawaii after a nice big old Denny's breakfast at 4am. But um, since then I've lost all the nostalgia for it. And I think it's just unbearable. Anyway, that's that that's the fantastic four all three of them um the first one the best second one's the next best and the third (laughs) one is the least best um as no one could have ever not predicted um yeah Mm. it's 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 at a rough go but the question i want to ask you now you don't have to like go through google or anything all the top of your head do you have any fan castings you would love to see now that you know these characters for the fantastic four slash dr doom if they should which they are making a fantastic four movie but if they should not have assembled their cast yet and marvel happens to be watching this like are there any actors you want to consider um because i'll start for one i think michael b jordan if he wasn't killmonger deserves like a real shot in this role because i think he's just a great mm. actor um but he's off the table sure. now, so um any thoughts and, and don't say the obvious if you say emily blunt and john krasinski you're basic um so, no, what do what no, you think? No. Anyone in particular?
1: Um. Oh my God, you are really putting me on the spot here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm going with like the first. I'm literally going with like the first people like <laughs> that come to mind. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I I adore her so much. But I I the first person that came to mind for Sue Storm was Emma Watson.
0: <laughs> She'd be good. Because really I good. feel like
1: she would. She would, you know, be very good at like the smart stuff and and all that um johnny storm oh my god yeah i i think that michael b jordan has kind of aged out of this character like i think he's he's very like mature now and um i think he has moved on to bigger and better stuff than just being like like the douchey womanizer role Mm. i think
0: um i'm trying to think yeah I, I i don't know um it probably requires more thought. Maybe we'll come to it at another point, but, um, For Reed
1: Richards. I, the, I, again, don't know why. First person I, that came to mind, Dev Patel.
0: That would be great. That would be a great casting. Kelsey, you should be a casting director. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I know, just I cast myself in things. I'm just trying to look at like recent movies and be like, who's been in them. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, anthony ramos would be fun as something actually he's mm-hmm. already gonna be he's gonna be in something in AMC, never mind um oh really i yeah um i forget oh, what, okay. what what but um yeah i i really don't know john cena would be funny as as the as the thing um he's got mm. that hulking presence if you want to go that route or you could do the like weasley guy who becomes a big rock guy um that'd be interesting uh yeah i don't i don't know I, I this is something we could toy around and maybe revisit but you know i i, I don't know I, I think there's a lot of um interesting options for for good uh castings i mean, john boyega still not in the mcu either uh from star wars he'd be a good choice for somewhere uh somewhere down the line in something so maybe give him some, one of those roles maybe the thing um mm-hmm. yeah i mean if, if you have any suggestions here we go audience interact with us tell us um <laughs> Down below, who you would like to see as the Fantastic Four and uh, and or Doctor Doom. Um, Yeah, so so that's all I have about Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, messy movies. Some are better than others, but ultimately, I'm not a huge fan. I hope they do a good job. Uh, Whoever they get to direct it, since John Watts uh, stepped out from the director's chair, I'm I'm excited to see who they get for this movie, and I hope it's good. That's all I'm hoping.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm just looking at, at like actors now <laughs> oh. it's tough
0: maybe oh uh, my
1: god you know who i think would actually make a great johnny storm yeah dylan o'brien
0: he would there you go kelsey you really you
1: probably do it yeah. really well
0: yeah so oh,
1: but now i feel like i need to pick someone for ben I'm sorry, go go ahead. No, say no, go ahead. say your little um, fancy. I'll words. tease
0: us. I'll tease us for next week next week while Kelsey's uh, looking up her Ben. Um so next week we are talking about Miss Marvel episode one. It's coming. It, believe it or not, this is the week. Um we're getting Miss Marvel and then we'll be talking about the first episode or two. I don't know how many are dropping. Uh spoiler reviews. We'll be talking about it, and then later on the month we'll do more Miss Marvel and eventually get an MCU trivia match. I can confirm one of the matches right now, right here. We are getting the long-anticipated return of Corey Ross, who had our first, who was the first person to go one and zero after Kelsey, uh, after beating Stacy, um, I believe. Wait, maybe I'm wrong about yes. that. Yes, I don't know. Um, no, you're right. Yeah, and then we are going to see him face off against JD, who is now one and one. Uh, and Corey sent out the challenge for JD, but it's going to be fun to see if JD can get a second win, uh, or if Corey will get a second win. If Corey gets a second win, he'll be undefeated, and then he'll have to play one more match before he gets a number one contender, which would be pretty freaking cool um, but if JD wins maybe he'd be on the path toward a number one contender and of course uh, there are other competitors lurking in the wings uh, the other match will either be a rookie match or will be a, a match between two undefeated uh, players as well I'm just trying to schedule that out and and but I'm, I'm I think I'm going to get some uh good heavy hitters for that one as well but um yeah the the road to the title is is upon us uh, in mcu trivia and someone's gonna be coming for that belt whether they will get it or not i'm not sure but um also next month in july we have a triple threat match which is gonna happen with noah carey and chad uh which we've been teasing everywhere uh but yeah the the, the jd versus Corey will be the headliner for this uh next episode in june so stay tuned for that um you can find me dylan underscore Dazzo twitter and letterboxd uh just finished a retrospective a video is going up very very soon of, of my top 10 movies of 2012 uh, but if you want to see a little preview of that and read all my reviews on letterboxd for all those movies i put a lot of hard time and work into those written reviews because i don't do enough written reviews it's all video i wanted to branch out and do some uh, written stuff because that's where my passion started um but yeah videos will be coming kelsey where can they find you what's up with you
1: um, you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can follow me on TikTok at Cause13. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I promise things are coming. I promise. Yeah. Also, Thanks. I'm not married to this idea, but I did pick uh, someone for Ben. Right, and I, I, again, I said I'm not married to it, but I can see it. I'm I'm hearing it. And, I'm, and I think I'm liking it. Shia LaBeouf.
0: Mm, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine
0: no just, I, like I, you I,
1: said I, I don't love it either but i, I saw his, his face and i was like him. yeah
0: no he'd be good but i just do what's don't, wrong don't with
1: shy labeouf
0: oh kelsey's got a fun research project to do this weekend uh anyway <laughs> oh um, no
1: i i regret saying that name now no, i'm no, sorry okay. is he okay. canceled no, or something
0: not canceled i don't think i i, I don't know the, the depths and extents of it all but um okay he, i don't know um, maybe he's not, maybe I'm getting him confused with someone else, anyway, Shia LaBeouf if you want to do a Marvel movie, reach out to Kevin Feige maybe he'll put you in one uh, that's it, that was the Fantastic Four, we'll see you next week see y'all later, bye